Happy Easter. Easter, I hope you know, is a 50-day season. It's the longest liturgical season in our church because it is the celebration of the greatest gift God gives us, the salvation that God brought to this world fully through Jesus Christ's passion, death, and resurrection. We celebrate Easter, the first eight days actually of Easter in the church as if it's one long day. So this second Sunday of the Easter season is called the Octave Day of Easter, and it's also called Divine Mercy Sunday. Pope St. John Paul II instituted Divine Mercy Sunday based on the visions of St. Faustina in 1931. You can come up and take a look at the icon if you don't have it at home after Mass. Divine Mercy Sunday. Our Jewish ancestors had revealed to them in a way that no other people on this planet to that point had ever known that God, the creator of the universe, and every one of us, is merciful. God is justice. Justice is whatever every one of us deserves based on how we live, right, wrong. God is justice. Most people who have any belief in God who created the universe do have a sense that God is justice. The newness of what God revealed over and over to our Jewish ancestors is that God is also entirely merciful. We just sang that in Psalm 118. His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. God actually sees and cares about every single thing that every human does every single moment on this planet. Whatever inclination in justice there would be to punishment or even destruction of human life because of our turning away from God is always overcome by God's goodness. God in the Old Testament, we see over and over again, becomes tangible in his life on this planet. God always wants for us, including terribly sinful people, wants us to be happy, wants us to be whole, wants us to be at peace. God is merciful. Jesus, the Son of God, when he becomes a human being, when he goes out into this world, he fully reveals the mercy of God. Think about this this week. In all of his public ministry, Jesus constantly seeks out people who are deeply in need, people who are suffering, people who are very sinful, people who are sick physically, mentally, emotionally, people who are very serious sinners, people who are marginalized from society, even from their faith community. Jesus is always looking at people's needs. He cares about people's needs. I may recognize your need right now. It doesn't mean I have to care about it. Jesus only cares. He enters into people's lives and he acts in order to bring new life and love into people's lives. Jesus teaches us that God the Father is relentlessly merciful. God the Father is pursuing people who turn away from him until hopefully they can be reconciled. God the Father is nothing but relentless mercy. And Jesus teaches all through his teaching that 
I think, the criterion about who is truly a child of God is mercy. Not just a person who receives mercy, but a person who chooses to act mercifully with other people. About 10 days ago, many of us entered into the fullness of Jesus's mercy when we entered into the Easter Triduum. The full coming of God's mercy back to this fallen sinful planet is when Jesus chooses to love into death the worst sinners on the planet. Injustice, humanity deserves death from the very beginning of our turning away from God. You know the creation story? Adam and Eve are told by God, I'm paraphrasing, you can live in me, God, but you're free to do whatever you want. If you turn away from me, death is going to be the result. There is no life outside of God. The fallen human race, totally loved by God, only deserves death when we turn away from God. That would be pure justice. Jesus lives God's love, not only around, but into the worst sin, the worst sinners, and death itself. When Jesus, Valentino, how are you? You look great. When Jesus lives selfless love into the fullness of sin and the fullness of death, that is the complete outpouring of God's mercy. And it is that mercy specifically that destroys death and destroys sin. When salvation is breathed into this world, it's not that God just generally forgives us. It's not that God kind of loves us. When salvation is breathed into this world, it is mercy that turns out to be the complete power of the universe. Mercy. Any disciple of Jesus is supposed to be a person who receives and breathes mercy into this world. Every octave, every Divine Mercy Sunday of Easter, we hear the same gospel passage, one of the many accounts of Jesus' resurrection, John 20. In that passage, Jesus has risen from the dead already. His closest disciples are holed up in a room because they're afraid of the people who killed Jesus. The doors are locked. Nothing can hold back the risen Jesus. He appears to them in the room. Think about it. Most of these people abandoned him. Peter denied him three times when he enters into his passion. Injustice, you would think Jesus would respond negatively. All he does is say, peace be with you. And he repeats, peace be with you. He shows them the reality that he's risen. He only loves them. He repeats the whole thing a week later for Thomas. Thomas is someone most of us can relate to Thomas. We can, so we, a lot of us really like Thomas, and he's wrong, 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 wrong. Jesus has risen from the dead. When Jesus returns a week later, he's the very same Jesus, mercy. He says to everybody again, peace be with you. And he tells Thomas, come over and do what you need to do because he needs Thomas and all of them to believe. When Jesus appears in that passage, it's not just about showing himself and wishing peace. The depth of it is he breathes the Holy Spirit into them and he sends them out into the world to share mercy with other people. 
to forgive people's sins and to bind people's sins. Jesus rises for the entire planet, not just for that group. A Christian turns out to be a person who witnesses who Jesus is, receives the power of his mercy, and gets out into the world to live like him, to bring mercy to other people. Mercy is supposed to be the foundation of our entire lives. Mercy is supposed to be what gets us up in the morning, what guides us through the day. Mercy has been on the wane on this planet in recent decades in a major way. Here's an interesting measure. All around the world, if you ask people, what does the word mercy mean? Many, many people of all ages have no idea. They cannot define that word because they've never really heard it and maybe they haven't experienced it. It's a really interesting reality to me. People don't even know what the word is. You and I today are supposed to be the chief instruments of bringing mercy into this world. Mercy is supposed to be the number one sign of our credibility as Christians. I may be a complete jerk, but you should be seeing me acting in a merciful way so that you look beyond me and see Jesus working through me. It's supposed to form what we do. It's supposed to reform us constantly. When I'm at my worst sinful, horrible person, all I have to do is go out and act in mercy, physically and spiritually. I don't have to be a nice person. I don't have to be very smart. Mercy is Jesus put into action. So what I encourage you to do this week is just reflect on this. Easter turns out to be the coming of the fullness of mercy. How about this this week? Stop judging people just this week. Stop condemning people just this week. Just this week, look for the good in other people. Just this week, look for the need you recognize in other people. Just this week, be an instrument of mercy. I'm confident if we do that in an intense way, we'll really be cooperating with the grace of this season. I'll give you the conclusion, easy from the Divine Mercy devotion. It's, it should be easy to remember. Pray for God's mercy. Trust in the mercy of Jesus Christ. Be the instrument of his mercy. You can remember that this week. Pray for the mercy of God. Trust in the mercy of Jesus Christ. Be the instrument of his mercy this week. Thank you for listening. To learn more and to get involved, go to stpatrickparish.com.